0: Today's reading is taken from Luke chapter 2, verses 22 to 40. Jesus presented at the temple. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon. He was righteous and devout, and he was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought the child Jesus for what was custom for the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which was prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for the revelation of the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old and had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Mary and Joseph had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was on him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: Waiting is a part of life isn't it we are forced to practice it from an early age we have to wait to go to nursery or to school we have to wait to be old enough to have that mobile phone or a facebook account we have to wait to be old enough to take driving lessons and have a car or we wait until we have saved enough money for the deposit on our first house or flat we so often in life have to wait for the big things but we also have to wait in the everyday, don't we? Uh, whether it be uh, waiting for the coffee to brew in the morning or the toaster to pop, waiting in line at the supermarket or standing on the school gate waiting for children to come out of school. Waiting is a part of life And if you're anything like me, you will hate it. Um, I am rubbish at waiting. I am one of the most impatient people I know. Uh, Once I've decided on something, uh, I have to have it or do it immediately. I do not want to have to wait. Even though most things in life do require waiting, but when the waiting is over, oh, the joy and the satisfaction that we have, whether it be the first sip of the first coffee of the day or waking up on your wedding day, or the, enjoy- the joy and the excitement that so many children will have had yesterday morning as the wait was finally over and they could see whether or not they had got the gifts uh, that they had longed for. And as we continue following the Christmas story in the Gospel of Luke, we actually see that the Christmas story contains its own fair share of waiting. We begin by having to wait for for a baby. Well, actually, yeah, two babies, in fact. Uh, John the Baptist, whose parents had been waiting for years for a longed-for child that they thought they would never have. Jesus, whose parents were awaiting his arrival, but whose birth had actually been prophesied some 800 or so years earlier now that's a wait. (laughs) The wise men had been waiting for the star to appear in the sky. And we'll come back to that in a couple of weeks uh, when it's time for epiphany. But the Christmas story is a story that is full of waiting. People waiting for things to happen and and things that can only and must only happen in God's timing. And uh, in today's reading, we see the presentation of the baby Jesus at the temple. And in one sense, this is just an ordinary everyday story. You know, all firstborn male children were presented in the temple. But in another sense, it's really interesting because it's a story about some of the very few people at this point in time who knew who Jesus was. And it's a story about how these people, um, for these people actually, their waiting is about to be turned into witness. For Mary and Joseph, their waiting was fairly short-lived. You know, they just had to wait nine months for Jesus to arrive, and I know that's not always a walk in the park. Uh, but here in today's story, as they take Jesus to the temple on God's instruction, they are still waiting until they can return home safely. But in their waiting, we see their great faithfulness. You know, whenever mary and joseph are mentioned in the bible or in the gospels um, it's about how they're always faithful to god's call and to the jewish law when jesus was eight days old they had him circumcised now 40 days after his birth they're here in the temple having him present, presented or or dedicated to god and for mary to be purified after giving birth it was simply the jewish law The dedication of the firstborn was a reminder to the people um, of the firstborns that were lost in Egypt just before the Jews left the land. The purification of women after childbirth was a requirement of the law. The Jews believed that childbirth made women unclean. And bizarrely, if you think it sounds mad, um, it was mainstream practice only um, until about 100 years ago in this country. Weird. Anywho, sorry, Uh, but Mary and Joseph waited on God and as they did, they were faithful to his ways. They were faithful and obedient to God, despite the very fact that they were on the run from Herod. They were faithful despite the fact that they were poor. And we know that they were poor because their offering was of pigeons or turtle doves. And it it wasn't of, of a lamb as would have been the custom. They were faithful despite the fact that they didn't really need to present Jesus to the temple at all. I mean, think about it logically, like Jesus is Jesus. He didn't need to be dedicated to God. He was God. Mary didn't need to be purified. She had given birth to the only pure child. They did it simply as an act of faith. Faith is so often about doing without fully understanding. It's saying, God, I don't get why you're asking me to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm going to trust that you will do something good with it. A lady uh, once turned up at Kai's church with uh, with £500 and she said, she felt that God had said, give this money to a vicar. And so Kai takes it and all he can sort of say is, "Mm, OK, thanks. And he didn't know what to do with it. Later in the day their Sunday school leader came to him and asked for the money for something that cost exactly 500 pounds We are called to be faithful and not necessarily always understand the outcome As Mary and Joseph were waiting on God they were faithful and obedient to him And then it was in their waiting was turned to a witness as we're told that they marveled as they at what they heard when uh, Everything that they already knew about their son was uh, confirmed when they met Simeon and Anna. So Mary and Joseph's story is about faithfulness in waiting, but Simeon's story is about a story of perseverance in waiting. So Simeon, he's an old man, and he was righteous and devout, and he went to the temple every single day as he waited for the consolation of Israel every single day he went to the temple looking uh, for a sign of the hope that had been promised to the jews now we don't we don't know exactly how long but he waited for a very long time and people must have thought that he was bonkers you know where are you off to today simeon oh yeah just the temple again waiting for something to happen again and yet day after day nothing happened day after day he went back, even in the face of seemingly nothing happening. He waits on God and he perseveres when perhaps other people wouldn't have bothered. And you know, I guess that couldn't have been easy, could it? And I mean, it's certainly not easy for us today in the world that we live in, is it? I society tells us that we shouldn't have to wait for anything. We live in an age of instant results. You want to watch something on TV? Don't wait for it to come. Stream it on YouTube. You wanna know something? Don't go to the library and look it up in a book. Look at Google. If you want something, Amazon will bring it to you the very next day. We don't wait anymore for anything, do we? As a, as a nation, we've, we've lost the art of perseverance. We are now conditioned to expect instant results. But the trouble is, the God's kingdom doesn't often work like that God waits for no man his timing is perfect and that can be really frustrating at times but if we're like Simeon and are persistent in coming back time and time again to God as we wait on him we will hear from him we will receive our answers for him but we have to wait because they come in God's timing and not ours Our job is to simply be faithful and persistent in our waiting. Simeon persevered in his waiting and he saw the Lord. And we don't see Simeon again. He was an old man, so we presume he just died. But as we wait on God and we keep coming back to him, then we will see the fruits of our prayers and our labours sometimes, just like Simeon did. And other times we will have to wait for the next life. Our job is simply to follow Simeon's example of coming back to God time and time again, never giving up on the hope that he's promised us, never giving up on his promise that he has a plan. And then, then finally, we have Anna's story, a story of a woman who had turned waiting on God into a full-time job. And this is significant, not least because Anna is a woman and women are not significant in that time and even more so because she was a widow, which, have made, which would have made it even more insignificant. And Anna had been a widow for a long time, probably somewhere in the region of 60 odd years. And that's unusual because someone in her position would have normally been expected to have remarried, but she didn't. Why? Because she felt called to come to the temple to worship, to fast and to pray for the people of Israel. Every day, Anna worshiped and prayed and waited on God to speak. Now, I'm gonna state the obvious just for a second, but prayer works. Now, I know that many of us believe that already, but even so, sometimes it can be really difficult to remember or to really believe it. I mean, I can't imagine that there isn't anyone sitting here today who hasn't at some point prayed and thought that nothing was happening. And I reckon Anna must have felt like that for the best part of those 60 years. She was waiting on God every day, worshiping and praying and waiting for God to speak about the fate of Israel. And seemingly nothing happened, but you see, The thing about prayer is this, while on earth we might think that nothing is happening, in heaven the wheels are always spinning. There is this story um, about a man who lived in an African village and uh, on his travels he met met a missionary and he became a Christian and when he got home he felt called to pray to God for his village every day and so every day he gets up and he goes up the mountain and he prays and nothing remarkable happened in the village. Life went on as normal and people made fun of him. And then he died. And after he died, the rain didn't fall as easily. The crops didn't grow. There was a famine. And when the elders of the village came together to talk about what was happening, there was only one thing that they could think that had changed. The man who was going up the mountain to pray had died. And so they got down on their knees and they started to pray. Anna spent most of her life praying for Israel, waiting on God to speak and to act and seeing nothing change. And yet, as in Mary and Joseph and Simeon's stories, she continued to wait and to be faithful, to persevere in coming to God and, and waiting on him. And then their waiting is rewarded as it's turned into their witness of the Messiah, God's promised one, the hope that he had promised, not just to Israel, but to all of us and so in a second um, i'm going to pray and we're just going to have a minute or so of quiet a time for for each of us to wait on god to see if he has anything that he wants to say to us today or perhaps it's a chance for us to be encouraged and blessed by god as we wait on him in in whatever situations that we might be facing today and uh, so yeah yeah i'm going to pray and then we'll have some quiet and i'm going to continue then uh, to lead us in our prayers for today so um yeah let's let's pray together shall we father god we we thank you for today we thank you that you sent your only son jesus to be our hope and our stay we thank you for the examples of mary and joseph of simeon and anna We thank you that each of these guys just waited on you and your word and your timing and each of them had a powerful encounter with you as a result. And and so today, God, we offer to you all those areas of our lives where we are waiting, waiting for something to happen, waiting for the seemingly impossible, waiting on your promises to us. And so today, now as we as we come before you to wait on you lord we ask that you would speak to us help us to have ears and hearts that are ready to listen and lord in those situations where you're calling us to continue to wait on you would you encourage and empower us and give us all that we need to continue to be obedient and faithful to you in your timing so that our waiting might turn to witness, a witness of you and your power at work in our lives and in the lives of those around us. And so come, Lord Jesus, we pray, as we wait on you now.